May the grace, mercy, and peace of God fill our hearts and minds with praise for all of God's promises fulfilled on our behalf. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this morning I want you to try to put yourselves in Simeon's shoes. Simeon was a righteous and devout man who Luke says in verse 25 was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He was waiting for the Lord's salvation and forgiveness as foretold by Isaiah the prophet. And the Holy Spirit had also promised him that he would not see death until he had seen the Savior. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being promised by the Holy Spirit that you would not see death until you had seen the Christ? Isaiah's prophecy, the promise from the Holy Spirit, what comfort, what confidence, what hope that must have given Simeon. And that day in the temple, that day when Joseph, Mary, and Jesus came in, it all came together. The prophecy, the promise, the fulfillment, all right there. For the things done were pointing to a Savior, not far away somewhere in time or space, but now right there nestled in his mother's arms. That's what Simeon was given eyes to see that day. Not just the fulfillment of his own personal promise, but all the prophecies of God, all the promises of God, past and future, all coming together in this one child. Everything that temple was about and everything that happened in that temple was now being fulfilled in this child. The promised one, the promised seed had arrived. It's no wonder that Simeon couldn't contain himself and he burst forth in song. Now the fact that we don't get that, the fact that we don't react like Simeon is symptomatic of just how far we have fallen. How deep sin has been embedded into our hearts, minds, and lives and corrupted us. Because the truth is, we have the same experience as Simeon. Just as Simeon held the Savior in his arms, so we too hold the Savior in our hands and eat and drink of his very body and blood for the forgiveness of our sin and the strengthening of our faith. It's why we sing Simeon's song, the Nunc Dimittis, after the Lord's Supper. We can say that we can depart in peace. And it doesn't mean just depart from worship in peace. That means we can die in peace. Because we have beheld our eternal salvation in the true body and true blood of Jesus Christ. We must confess that far too often we don't treat this holy meal as if we are truly receiving the body and blood of Christ. That we are holding the Savior in our hands just like Simeon. Instead, we treat worship and the Lord's Supper as something we do when we have the time or when it's convenient for us. We treat God's Word and studying it uh, as something to be looked at and studied after we finish everything else we need to get done in our busy schedules. We treat following God's laws as something that we do just by trying to be good enough. It doesn't matter. But God's Word, His law, matters. His Word, His law must be kept. But if his word, his law must be kept, and you do not keep it, 
If you are unwilling or unable, either out of ignorance, weakness, or rebellion, then either you must suffer the dreadful consequences, or you need someone to keep it for you. Someone to take your place. Someone, as we heard from Hebrews, to make propitiation for your sins. Or in other words, to be the sacrifice. To be the substitute for you under the law. Under your sentence. To do what must be done for you. To take the consequences for what you have done and set you free. God promised such a savior. Not just to Simeon, but all the way back to Adam. A promise then passed down to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to Moses, Joshua, and Samuel, to David and Solomon. And the rites of purification and presentation were given to point to that promise and to be done with faith in that promise. And when Jesus arrived in the temple that day, Simeon was given the eyes to see and the faith to believe that promise now being fulfilled. That one who would fulfill all the law and the promises. The one who would be the consolation of Israel by purifying us from our sin. By defeating death and providing life. The one who is the answer to our every single need had now come. And that one was God himself. It was God himself in human flesh. God, so that his sacrifice would be for the sin of the world. All people, all time, and all places. And man to take man's place under the law and in death. And so God becomes weak that man may be strong. God becomes a sinner that man may be forgiven. God suffers that man may be consoled. God dies that man may live. God goes to the cross that man may have a throne. All this is for you. And that's what Simeon got to see in the temple that day. And yeah, he probably didn't know all the details of how it would work out and and be done. But he knew. He knew without a doubt. He saw the promise keeper, the purifier, the one who was presented in the temple that day, but who on the last day would be the one presenting us to our Heavenly Father. And that's why Simeon could say after seeing Jesus, Lord, now I can die in peace. For having received Jesus' forgiveness in life, death no longer has the power over us that it once had. Now, yes, we will all still die unless Jesus comes again first, but that death in Jesus now has been transformed, transformed into the gate to life, to eternal life. And so may we, as a church family at Grace, rejoice in the opportunity each week to gather here together in the Lord's house and see Jesus. And in doing so, may Simeon's song be ours. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Amen.